We got real news for you. Politics and culture and entertainment too. From a Marxist point of view. So open up your holes and loop up for the news. <laughs> hey, welcome to the bridge. I'm Captain Britain. And I'm Patrick. The podcast is Soy Trek. We have, uh, we have ads now, as you may have noticed. You don't want ads? Well, Soyagers, for as little as $2 a month, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs and not only get ad-free episodes, but you also get them all at once instead of having to wait like everybody else for them to trickle out over the week like bong water out of an old cracked acrylic water pipe that's been left in the cold <laughs> for too long. Also, if you're super cool and pay us $5 or more a month, we mention your name on the podcast and say thank you to cool people just like Dan Morrison, Dylan Lance, Ian Killia, Jonah Hearn, Jordan Hale, Shane Sawyer, Nick Savard, David Craning Sights, Adam Zendel, Cappies, Emma Glavish, and Electric Baphomet, all of whom are cool as hell and deserve an orange Julius. So if you're in a position to give them an awesome orange Julius, you should do just that. Although, orange Juliuses aren't vegan, which sucks. They put, like, milk powder in it. Yeah, but you can make it, You can make them vegan pretty easy. Yeah, yeah, I guess you can make them that way, but, like, orange Julius, when you go to the, the orange Julius restaurant, the few remaining that there are, like, I don't know if you can actually get, it, like, an authentic vegan one there, which is yeah. a real goddamn shame. Should rebrand. Yeah, last one I ever saw was that like a uh, at a mall in in Maryland. <laughs> There's such like a mall fast food that. restaurant, right? There's some of some yeah. fast food restaurants that are just like only in malls, really, right? And that's one of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Hey, kitty cat. Oh, meow, like meow. Tabaras, I think. No, I love you. We'll talk to you later, okay, kitty cat? Okay. All right. So, also, if you give ten dollars a month, you get full access to my Plex server, the Media Dungeon which has about uh, 15,000 films and about 450 shows, a little bit more, updated daily with new stuff just like uh, Saul of the Mole Men. Which you, uh, yeah, can put it on there? Yep, yep, it's up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. I'm going to put it on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all of Dexter's Laboratory and all of the Bill Engvall Show, my friends. Here's your oh, sign. Shit. Here's your sign to sign up for the Patreon, fellas and folks and people. And once again, that's patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs. That's dumb idiot and the letters BS, which stand for bullshit, but also stand for barf sack, as in barf sack crumbo which is not a coincidence. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Take so, that, O'Bungler. Yeah, right? That's that's what you get, Hussein Obama. <laughs> that's your legacy. Yep, definitely. So uh, let's talk about the news this week. Yeah. Yeah, guess what? Guess what? Mm. The, uh, the Federal Reserve says they can't tame inflation without significantly more hikes that will cause recession. That's that's pretty fun, right? So the Federal yeah. Reserve uh, is unlikely to be able to bring down inflation without having to raise interest rates considerably higher, causing a recession, according to a research pl- paper released on Friday. Former Fed Governor Frederick Mishkin is uh, or Mishkin is above, among the authors of the white paper that examines the history of the central bank's efforts to create disinflation. Uh, Despite the sentiments of many current Fed officials that they can manage a soft landing while tackling high prices, the paper says. That is unlikely to be the case. 
quote here. Um, quote, we find no uh, instance in which a central bank in, uh, induced inflation, disinflation occurred without a recession, said the paper, co-authored by economist Stephen Cachetti, Michael Faroli, Peter Hooper, and Kermit Schloenholtz. Uh, that's a great name, Kermit Schloenholtz. Those are not real human names. No, no. I mean, the first two, I think, are uh, characters from The Sopranos. Um, yeah. Stephen Cachetti and Michael Faroli. Those are definitely <laughs> just uh, Sopranos characters. Peter Hooper. Come on. That's, that's, that's like a James Patterson novel character. Yeah. He's a hard-working cop or something. I was thinking of hanging with Mr. Cooper. Not Hooper. Oh, I love. I, I also have that on the Plex server. You want to check oh, it out? Oh, shit. Um, so the paper was presented Friday morning during a monetary policy forum presented by the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. The Fed has implemented a series of interest rate hikes in an effort to tame inflation that had been at its highest level in some 41 years. Um <coughs> Markets widely expect a few more hikes before the Fed can pause to assess the impact uh, the tighter policy is having on the economy. So this is what happens when you uh, just give away free money for years. Yeah. And that would that's Especially to uh, to people who are just seeking to uh, to afford it. Yeah, And I mean, that was um, <clears throat> this has been the monetary policy, like basically going back to Reagan. Um yeah. Just just deregulating and decreasing um, the, the interest rates year by year and forcing the Fed to do so. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it sounds great in theory, like, oh, yeah, cool. Now money is like cheaper. But like who actually has access to that money? There was a brief period of time right before the financial meltdown where like everyone had access to that money, but not on very good terms at all. Like the only people who get like the good terms here are like big banks who are basically getting free money. I mean, they're getting, yeah. they, they got money at like a half of a percentage point or less, which is much less than the rate of inflation, which means if you just put that in, in any kind of bank or bond or anything, like it makes you more money. And so it, it's like, they're basically giving them profits <laughs> to stuff their pockets with, which is yeah. a wild, wild monetary policy for us to make. Um, mm. But you know we're the the consumer empire, so we can I guess yeah. make, make that. I mean, we've had nothing but Reagan presidencies since Reagan. Like, no matter who's in office, it's just oh, it's it's always been Reagan. Yeah, I mean, since Reagan, Reagan it's been Reagan. Reagan. And, and I mean, you know what? To be fair, though, even before Reagan, like Jimmy Carter was basically Reagan too. He deregulated oh, a bunch yeah. of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, R.I.P. Yeah, maybe by the time now, this episode comes out, <laughs> we're um, now really like. Uh, Feeling, yeah, I mean, we're especially feeling the um, effects of that now, considering uh, all the neglect we've given our um, our social services, our our transportation, our infrastructure, and it's all crumbling around us. You know, it's great. It certainly <laughs> is. We love to see it, don't we, folks? Mm -hmm. <sighs> so, however, the people suggest no, and and, mm -hmm. and the people we have in charge have no incentive to actually put anything in place to actually do anything about it. I mean, we're too busy funneling arms of money to Ukraine, <laughs> furthering um, furthering uh, statecraft mm -hmm. overseas rather than fixing anything locally. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's it's we need to keep the the five defense contractors that run our nation. We need to keep them up and running, or else who's going to run things? Yeah, 
I mean, you know, they they made it very clear with Kennedy that they run things. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the paper suggests that there is probably a ways to go. Uh, quote, simulations of our baseline model suggest that the Fed will need to tighten policy significantly further to achieve its inflation objective by the end of 2025. I like nothing than a tight, wet policy. How about you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love when the we when you get a tight young Fed policy. <laughs> um, so got, that, got them grippers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quote: Even assuming stable inflation expectations, our analysis casts doubt on the ability of the Fed to engineer a soft landing in which inflation returns to the two percent target by the end of 2025 without a mild recession. So. Their idea is that uh, we'll have a recession within by the end of 2025, uh, and somehow that'll get it back to 2% inflation, which is like, it's been a while since we've seen 2% inflation. Long time. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so this is super cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like how we have to have another recession. You know, it's just like we haven't been having them like every two years or anything. Uh, but no, no, like, you know, fucking... Yeah, uh, capitalism is the best economic policy, even though it yeah. it crashes like a shitty computer once every decade. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's fantastic. Everything's working as as normal. We just have a whole bunch of fake money propping everything up and uh, and do a stranglehold on everyone else. And you know, just as long as the line goes up, everything's doing great. We're actually like, you know, we're the richest country in the world, and that's really showing, you know, in and in normal people's everyday life. I've got a lot to show for it. Mm-hmm. Super. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we're and you know we ask you know people to do something. You know the people who you know kind of say like you know the smartest people in the room who who say like they're the only ones that are that are really like looking out for everybody and you know ask them to do anything and they just shrug their shoulders and be like, well, ah. they're they're powerless. <laughs> the, the heads powerless. of systems are powerless. Yeah, that's what we're led to believe, <laughs> and we just accept it. We just accept it because we there's no yeah. accountability. There's no way to hold them to accountability, except for mm-hmm. like you know throwing a brick through their window or kidnapping, <laughs> kidnapping them. Or I mean, not that I'm I'm not I mean yeah I'm not, well I'm not advocating for any of this. I'm just saying yeah. those are the only ways to hold them accountable. I'm not saying mm-hmm. go out and hold politicians and uh, you know heads of heads of uh, corporation. In industry accountable. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you wanted to hold them accountable, there's not a bunch of ways to do that legally, no. uh, unfortunately. Which is by design, very much by design. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just even just like in Palestine, you know, like um, you know, people, you know, uh, people asking. You know, we pretty much gained uh, Buddhists to actually go go on the street and to actually visit the area, and just like you know what? Well, no, we'll we'll talk well, about we'll talk about that. We haven't even uh, we haven't touched on that yet. So we've got so much to talk about. Um, here we go. Here we go. Let's 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 talk about Ukraine. So um, Biden went ahead and visited Ukraine the other day. This is great. You know, there's nothing happening. Uh, nothing happening. Uh, 
here that he could be actually worth you worrying about. I mean, you know, I mean so, so to be fair, it was obviously very planned because it was the one year anniversary of the beginning of the um, the Ukraine Iraq or not <laughs> Iraq Ukraine uh, Russia war. <laughs> And so, uh, oh, what a, what, a, what, a, what a funny slip of the tongue! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, whoops, <laughs> fool, fool me once, shame on you. Uh, fool, fool, fool me, um, won't get fooled again. Uh, the U.S. announced a new round of aid to Ukraine and sanctions against Russia, uh, entities Friday, marking the one year point in uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin's unprovoked war in Ukraine. The announcement comes on the heels on uh, of joe biden's trip to poland and surprise ukraine visit where he walked the streets of kiev with uh, Zelensky. mr biden met virtually with g7 members and with Zelensky for nearly 90 minutes friday to discuss their coordinated efforts to back ukraine quote uh, we reiterate that russia's irresponsible nuclear rhetoric um uh, is unacceptable in any use of chemical, biological, radiological, or nuclear weapons by Russia will be met with severe consequences, part of the G7 leader statement said. Quote, we deeply regret Russia's decision to suspend the implementations of the new START treaty, unquote. Um, so on Friday, in coordination with G7 partners and allies, the U.S. will implement sanctions against key revenue-generating sectors in Russia, including more than 200 people in entities. That includes both Russian and third-country actors across the globe who are helping Russia evade sanctions. Um, I mean, I always love, you know, taking rich people's money. I think that's good. Um, but, mm -hmm. but you know, just, just doing it like this. I mean, I guess that's kind of the best thing. The only thing we're doing that I can actually agree with about this is like freezing at least like the u.s held assets of like russian people and stuff and like because that actually like hits russia and the people who are actually like perpetuating this in a hard place you know mm -hmm. I, I have a i have a hard time with us directly like you know withholding like things like food trade and stuff with them because you know it might cause people to starve and stuff like that and like medicine and stuff like that it's like mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't i don't know if that's completely ethical to like you know have like medicine you know medical supply embargoes and stuff on on you know countries we're in a proxy war with um yeah i mean if anyone's gonna if anyone's gonna withdraw you know um medical supplies and, and aid from countries it's gonna be the united states <laughs> yeah yeah so I don't know. It's um, I definitely don't agree with giving Ukraine a bunch of weapons. Uh, that, that's mm -hmm. that's a, that seems like a bad idea to me. But and uh, and uh, and billions of dollars in, mm -hmm. <laughs> in aid. Yep. So it's and a it, funny little thing to be doing with money. And it's weird to me because, like, I mean, the the was that the Azov battalion still the, the Nazi battalion within Ukraine's army still like openly serves and like. It's something that we could put like conditions on, be like, hey, and it's only, it's a fraction of their army. It's like 2% of their active soldiers or some shit like that, which is like, mm. we could put conditions on it and be like, hey, you have to expel these people from your army or else you don't get the weapons. Um, yeah. But it, it's obvious, you know, they, they have bigger agendas and don't really care about having Nazis in their army, which kind of sucks. No, I mean, they like, you know, there's no, they don't really care about the ideology and stuff. they probably you know it's like they just care about you know selling the weapons and mm -hmm. getting money for those weapons you know they they really and 
they really can give a shit who the money, who the weapons and money goes to. Because if anything, it could, you know, finance and, and arm, you know, future other insurgency groups that we better have to put down. You know, this is going to be a perpetuating um, um, uh, thing that's going to be going on in Ukraine for the next God knows how long, for decades. Mm-hmm. You know, how the same we did in Afghanistan, the Middle East, it's just, it's just, we just change locations. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So the Pentagon also announced an additional security assistance package for Ukraine that includes several new unmanned aerial systems. What do you think those are? Unmanned aerial systems. <laughs> uh, drones. I mean, yeah, basically like missiles and drones and shit. Uh, counter unmanned yeah. aerial systems to strengthen Ukraine's uh, defenses and electronic warfare detection equipment. The Defense Department noted that the U.S. is procuring these systems rather than sending equipment drawn down from existing U.S. military stocks. Um, Mm -hmm. hmm. It means that the equipment will have to be manufactured under the Ukraine Assistance Initiative, and it will likely take months to sign the contracts, manufacture, and deliver the weapons. Oh, that's awesome. So we're we're literally, like, creating new supply lines and stuff to help do this. Yeah. we're building fucking weapons factories, basically, to to do this. Like, we have weapons caches all over the world. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, we literally have, like, you know, fucking million, you know, how much billion dollar fucking planes that are just collecting dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but we still, but nope. Oh, we need to make fresh ones. Well, it's, for, it's about production. It's about production. Yeah. Production equals mm-hmm. consumption. You know, you can't consume if you keep on, if you stop producing. Because uh, yep. you know we you can't you can't just have something that's like well built that keeps on working, like you know yeah. like what like the F fifteen is like a what a fifty year old plane design, and it's still like <laughs> the best plane we have. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. but you know if, if if the if the supply if the production line stop, you know there needs to be uh, perpetual growth, perpetual production for capitalism to stay afloat. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, they're just look, looking for a reason uh, to have like weapons to sell instead of just like having them like stuff. You know, the other ones that we have that are yeah. fine. <laughs> but, well, yeah, so, so ridiculous. Best of luck to the Ukrainian people. Um, I don't support our military-industrial complex. That that whole shit sucks. I uh, it you know, it'd be it cool is. if we just, like, gave them a bunch of humanitarian aid and been like, hey, your military's on your own. We'll do kind of whatever <laughs> else you need. But we, it's it's not about that for us. It's about selling them the weapons. Yeah. And anyone who's skeptical of that idea is, is a silly head. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just, like, we, we always need to be somehow locked in an international conflict in order to sell weapons because we have contracts that are expiring, and that's no good for a lot of people up and down the chain because that's what pays the politicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Gotta get, gotta get paid. Yeah, I mean, this is just an opportunity, money-making venture for the worst people in the world mm-hmm. like and they're they are trying to sell this and sort of like ideological and like you know saying that we all need to really rally behind and ridiculous you know it's like um no i mean this is all it's, it's so transparently just evil mm-hmm. <laughs> and our 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 uh our involvement in there is just so transparently evil but oh yeah 
Yeah. I mean, we're we're just we're going to be returning uh, Ukraine back, you know, back several decades, you know, back in the Stone Age. It's just going to be like this perpetual war zone, like Afghanistan is. Yeah, and I mean, so like uh, the the alternative though is like just letting Russia take it. Now, I don't think they do much anything except you know make them not a sovereign state, which. I, I don't know. It it sucks, but I, I can't believe that people who like supported the uh, Iraq War and then like went back on it are like actually supporting this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it it's like it's it's really not different at all what Russia is doing from like what we did to Iraq and Afghanistan. It's something. Oh, yeah. it, it's a shitty piece of statecraft, and yeah, Russia fucking sucks. And they should, you know, uh, kill Putin and fucking revolt and make, you know, set up systems to make sure that never happens again. But, like, America actually, like, wagging their finger at them and, like, what are you doing taking over a non-hostile nation? Like, we've done that at least twice, arguably five or six times in the past two decades we don't have a moral standing here, like worth taking a position from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's a lose lose. I mean, for America, we can't really do anything good here. But I, I think one of the worst things we can do is just uh, flood that area of the world with as many weapons as possible. Yeah. Not sure that's wise. Not I'm. Yeah. I'm no military expert or anything, but then again, all of the military experts, uh, you know, got us into endless wars that were completely unjust. So, you know, maybe fuck military experts. Yeah, I remember last time we were funding, uh, like, uh, helping um, some people fight uh, Russia, you mm-hmm. know, back in uh, <laughs> Afghanistan, you know. Right. <laughs> like, I wonder, I wonder what happened with that. Yeah, right? Like, we we caused Afghanistan by, yeah, doing a proxy war in Afghanistan. We gave fucking the Taliban a ton of fucking weapons at that point. And now, like, we, we caused, yeah, it was a crazy cycle that we caused. It was, it's super interesting mm-hmm. to watch exactly what we did. Um, yeah. Because that, that whole thing, everything that's happened in Afghanistan for the last 40 years is our fault completely. <laughs> no, I'll say, thir- I'm sorry, 30 years, 30 years. Ever since, like, 1990, since the fall of the Soviet Union, like, everything, everything that's happened to them, we have fucked them over every fucking way. It's been wild. Anyway, speaking of being fucked over every which way, let's talk about some North folks, Southern train crash. I wish I had a fucking train noise on here. How about this? That sounds nothing like a train. That's nothing like a train. Yeah, I I failed at that one. I'm sorry. I'll do better next time, everybody. I'll do better next time. Um, So, uh, Norfolk Southern has committed to giving $300,000 to the East Palestine School District and has so far reimbursed the fire department. For $825,000. And the company said the money is being given, get this, without condition. They don't have to pay it back or anything. (laughs) Uh, So, um, quote, 
Today's donations to East Palestine Elementary, Middle, and High Schools in the Village of East Palestine Fire Department bring the company's financial commitment to East Palestine to nearly $8 million with... Oh, wow. With more to come, Norfolk Southern said in a statement. That's literally a drop in the bucket. The the money for the school district is to support academics, athletics, extracurricular activities, and it's long-term contingency planning regarding the impacts of the derailment. Like, what, like not getting cancer? Yeah. Do do you have a class for that? (laughs) Each of the districts... It's the same. This is such a like a bribe, like yeah. It's such a it's it's it's, it's absolutely nothing, especially compared to the revenue that they, that Norfolk Southern makes every fucking year. Like mm-hmm. this is nothing. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's it was some it's something like a thirty three billion dollar company or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, like it, and you know, and like what the, what was needed to actually prevent the this accident from happening in the first place. Significantly more than that, but also also hardly anything and compared to their to their yearly profit mm-hmm. so so like i don't know i i i i mean have we heard about how if anyone on, on uh in east palestine is actually amassing any sort of like lawsuit against them um, <laughs> like oh there, there there will be i'm sure i mean they, yeah, they have yeah. to do so many tests and stuff like that and we'll, we'll actually keep talking about it even after this article i've got another article about this whole whole situation that's oh, interesting yeah. to me so yeah, um uh, says here, uh, although officials declared the town safe to play sports, uh, Palestine's high school well, official, yeah, yeah, safe to play sports. It's always safe to play sports, folks. That's what America runs mm-hmm. on is sports. Uh, so yeah. although officials declared the sound, town safe to play sports, East Palestine's high school girls basketball opponent forfeited a sectional playoff game rather than play in East Palestine after some concerns about player safety. <laughs> Quote, East Palestine schools have been cleared by local, state, and federal officials to safely host athletic and extracurricular activities. However, schools outside the district have voluntarily forfeited games set to be held within the district, Norfolk uh, Southern Statement read. These cancellations have caused a loss of revenue for East Palestine sports programs and neighboring businesses. Wow. Um, poor poor revenue streams for sports programs. Yeah. It's it's I mean, that's so what, that's, yeah. That's sorry. who they feel sorry for. Like oh my god, we stopped the revenue stream. It's it's crazy how much they're acting like this is just like business as usual. Like just just a a train crash happened, and people are afraid of the train crash. That's not that's not what so people are afraid of. Like and. Uh, so they can't acknowledge, you know, they don't want to, they want it coming back on them legally. So, they, so they're going to ignore that anything actually happened, you know, especially with like um, uh, the poisoning of their, of their, uh, of their air and water. It, yeah, like it's, it's, their, like, yeah, their, their land was poisoned. And I don't think a people, a lot of people realize like what that actually means, but like mm-hmm. when things go down into the ground, they actually go somewhere. And, and like, yeah. you know, any anything, you know, when it rains, you know, you wonder where your water comes from and stuff. Most of the time it comes from some sort of like well system or, or like, yeah, the water like reservoir. Yeah, the water table. Exactly. You draw out of the water table, which is super deep in the ground. And like 
everything eventually ends up in the world. From, from, from ground to air. Yeah, from, yeah. From ground so, to air, from ground to air. Yeah, and so everything <laughs> that is in the ground will end up in the water in some way. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, a lot of I saw a couple of comments by fucking idiots online saying, like, well, a lot, a lot of the chemicals burned. Uh, and then a chemist immediately was like, yeah, the, the black and, like, charcoal-colored smoke says that, like, a lot of it, like, was basically burned off completely improperly and uh it's gonna it's gonna be well no yeah it burned well no yeah and they said so it's gonna be in the fucking environment forever now and uh oh yeah and then some biologist uh came in and they were like yeah i think like the biggest problem here besides obviously like it being in the groundwater is all of the animals around that area that do get poisoned and do die from Mm -hmm. this like a predator is going to eat them, a predator is going to eat that, and it's going to work its way up the food chain to where it's poisoning people, not directly through the water table or anything like that, but through the food they're eating, like everything around mm-hmm. there. And, you know, it's it's yeah. kind of ruralish uh, area, and, you know, people fucking hunt around there. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so they're just going to be hunting for poison. Yeah, people are saying like the animals and pets have disappeared. Oh, we'll we'll talk about that. That's what the next article is about. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's, so, it's so fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, this comes a week after uh, Norfolk Southern gave all residents of East Palestine a one thousand dollar inconvenience check and committed five point six million dollars to East Palestine. Aside from the one yeah, million dollars, yeah. This this is just PR money. This is money they had yeah. set aside for PR. That could also be like the initial offer. I'm hoping like everyone like fucking like passes on it because I feel like accepting any of that money seems as uh, would would come off as a like you know them just saying okay it's fine and mm-hmm. and spending any further legal <laughs> um, action towards them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm hoping everyone passes on this. <laughs> So it says here, Norfolk Southern will be required to continue cleaning up the contaminated soil and water and transport safely, uh, reimburse the EPA for cleaning services, and attend public meetings at EPA's request and share information. If Norfolk Southern does not comply, it will be ordered to pay triple the cost. Oh, wow. Boy. That's that's too bad. They'll just have to pay a little bit more money. It, yeah. Regulators need need to go back to um, like taking over companies. Like we need to start uh, nationalizing companies that it's fuck up this oh, this bad. Like uh, the rail system should definitely be nationalized. I think like oh, absolutely. Well, all, all transportation should be nationalized. Which I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, like uh, most people don't know this. Uh, planes used to be nationalized, and they actually that's when people enjoyed flying. Yeah. because like it was nationalized and so there was a certain standard of everything um mm-hmm. you know and that's where you get like pan am american Airlines, stuff like that which used to be like things people like love to fly on but then mm-hmm. between um i mean it was kind of a, a combination but um jimmy carter and ronald reagan definitely deregulated like everything about airlines and unnationalized the industry totally mm-hmm. fucked it up for everybody um, and now, like, flying is the most miserable experience you can possibly have. I guess, oh, you know, yeah. 9-11 didn't help that at all, but it sucked before <laughs> that, too. I avoid any sort of, any, um, 
anything with them that you're flying away now. I'm like, I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, it's not not a pleasurable experience. So, no, and especially with like the rail, the railways, you know, it's something that kind of is remains sort of like um, hidden almost mm-hmm. from daily life. And and uh, and a part of that is because like you know, it's, you know, people don't really acknowledge that you know the rail system is how we get a lot of things you know across country. Mm-hmm. You know, via planes and especially the railways, you know, transport lots of de- uh, heavy things and supposed to be a very you know efficient, <laughs> safe method, but mm-hmm. due to years of deregulation and neglect, just straight up neglect, like the the rail system is just like absolutely fucked. Yep. <laughs> and, and and there's no through all of this, it's like you're not seeing anybody you know fucking like Biden or fucking uh fucking uh, Mayor Pete, you know, or Buttigieg, fucking Mayor Pete, motherfucker. Like no one's like calling to you know <laughs> like repair these things to make them actually safe. You know, we like they were saying like how the the, the uh, trains had are working on a Civil War era braking system. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> is and and uh which is fascinating like that's this is this is what we trust to um and uh and especially like and 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 due to deregulation like also not um um label like you know the thing that crashed in fucking east palestine as hazardous material Mm-hmm. We don't have to have any sort of like. There's no uh, special consideration taken into transporting hazardous chemicals like that because they said it's not actually a hazardous chemical. <laughs> so, and it's just it's just like it's just like there's all the perfect dominoes were in place to really just make this fucking thing happen. Yeah, you know, and, you know how this would have never happened hmm. if it was a closed government system. Yeah. If if this was run nationally, like and, and these were like paid government workers, you know, fucking, I'll, I'll say that air traffic controllers who are all government employees don't cause airplane crashes, and they never have. Mm-hmm. You know, so some sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to have um, trained professionals who work for the government with a lot of bureaucracy in it. To ensure safety, sometimes that's good. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. Yeah, safety checks and all this and else, you know, and, and even things, you know, and um, you know, they keep saying how Trump, you know, pulled back a lot of but you know, it's not like they, there's been any rush to like put these things back in place, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, that's what it needs. It needs like, you know, and we we were covering like how I mean, this is just like not too long ago, like how uh, they were waging war on railroad employees, like, you know, mm-hmm. keeping them from, keeping them from um, their uh, um, federal wages. And any time sick office. time, yeah. Any sick time, like, and, like, uh, they're just over, just, like, so not only are, are the regulations fucked, you know, just, mm-hmm. like, there's no safety, safety protocols. Safety protocols are also just out the window. Mm-hmm. These people are overworked. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's not, there's like, uh, understaffed mm-hmm. and then, and then, and then forced to work on shoddy, dangerous railways that have, that haven't been up, been had any sort of upkeep in decades. And, and, so and, and all, then, like, all of those conditions are because these places are trying to save money, which is yep. why we need to take the profit motive and the whole money thing out of the equation 
and make it mm-hmm. a government service that's, that's run why by I think the government. So, so, so fucking funny when people say like, oh, well, we need someone who's going to run the government like a business. Like, no, that's clearly not the best thing because no. we, we, we need to, someone we who's going to run the government like a government. <laughs> we put we put profits over people and mm-hmm. that's what they always do. And the profits over people thing, you know, eventually, you know, like, why would they, you know? Uh, why would they like make sure that the um, that these hazardous chemicals are being transported safely? Like, why would they invest in a braking system uh, that's civil, that's dated to the civil fucking war? You yeah, know yeah. why? Why? Right. And it's so, like, so when um when fucking like libertarian idiots and like libertarian small business owners talk about like oh, all these regulators making my job difficult and stuff like that, a fucking big brother and shit like that. Nanny state, like, it's, no, no, it's not a nanny state. There are checks and balances and, like, <laughs> safeguards in place to make sure that giant disasters don't happen on a regular basis. And we mm-hmm. need those things. And the thing about capitalism is it disregards those things if it realizes that the penalty of, it, of, of something bad happening occasionally is a modicum compared to the profit of always disregarding the safety regulation because at that yeah, point like the, it, it's not illegal for them at all. It's just mm-hmm. a little slap on the wrist. It's a little fine. It's an yeah, inconvenience. The money, the, the money they are offering is less than what it would have taken to update the brake system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the money that they're offering in Palestine, like they're just like, and I'm sure like they're probably counting on some future lawsuits that they can probably either get away with or whatever. But it's just like, you know, they're, they're counting on still like you know there's they probably have a chart <laughs> where this scenario is probably already plotted out where they just had like all right well what are we going to do in this situation <laughs> and so i mean they've already planned for this whole scenario this they, mm-hmm. uh and and they're still like okay well it looks like we can still like um the what we're going to pay out is going to be less than if we had just like invested in better braking systems all right guys and they all just fucking high five each other and go back to just doing this and until the news cycle changes and everyone forgets. Mm-hmm. Until, so until one happens again. <laughs> so, um, so we saw that. Uh, I don't know if you probably saw uh, Trump. Trump was there. Uh, yeah, I think yesterday, right? Two days ago, mm-hmm. a few days ago, um, and he showed up before Biden or Mayor Pete. Uh, Buttigieg yeah. showed up, which is not a good look. And a lot, I saw a lot of liberals online complaining about this and like some, some stuff on like Reddit and Reddit has some of the dumbest neoliberals I've, I've ever encountered oh, in my yeah. life. And, and like, uh, so one of them like was like railing on there and they're like, uh, f- uh fucking Trump, uh, you know, going to East Palestine, not doing anything. And he's like, they, they only brought, they only brought. 13 pallets of bottled water and uh so so having worked in in grocery before that's literally a literal truck full of bottled (laughs) water like like if he actually paid for that to get there that's like a significant amount of money to get like a full truck of anything somewhere he probably paid like 10 or twenty thousand dollars and that's actually like a material good that he's doing. And as much as I fucking hate Trump and think he's a fascist, he is absolutely dunking on on Joe Biden and his administration by doing this. And it's an amazing it, dunk. Yeah. It is a masterful dunk. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's always campaigning. We know this, but this is an amazing campaign move right now. Oh yeah, I mean, you saw you saw um 
the Democrats' lack of action of any kind there. Yeah. And he fucking slept in. Like, he, I mean, I don't feel sorry for the Democrats at all because no. they allowed it to happen. No, they did. And it's like, <laughs> if, if the Democrats really cared, like, they would have been there day one. Like, Joe Biden would have been like, hey, Zelensky, sorry, bud. But we've already had twenty meetings in the last year. I need to go. Oh, yeah, he was just fucking there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I need to go to the emergency that's happening like less than a thousand miles away from where I live. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 well, wild. Well, he, I think Biden. You know, that's one thing. Being serving a lifetime in politics, politics, he knows he knows like what's really important to <laughs> to. Uh, to his donors, the, to the real people, yeah, the donors and everything else, like doing the doing the warcraft and statecraft overseas. Like. Oh yeah, I mean the people in East Palestine, they're not the ones like you know filling his campaign coffers. It's uh, people from Raytheon and Boeing yep. and Lockheed oh, you Martin. Mean the, yeah. Oh, you mean the people, the poor people in, in Ohio who uh, were currently being fucked? Like, why do I care? Like, they're they're gonna vote red anyway, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, right. Ohio's a lost cause. He's not. Yeah, there's no reason to do a material good in in Ohio when fucking they're not going to vote for him. Yeah, and then and it's funny because yeah, they had like Trump went in, had did the did the water, did like did the thing where he's like gassing everybody up, and of course Mm -hmm. he makes you know making people feel better. Yeah, and then you have Mayor Pete go in looking like a little sourpuss and yeah, like a little freak. So, so I, I, uh, I watched a bunch of stuff, and uh, the two big takeaways, the two big quotes I got from um, the two sides here, we're going to say uh, Trump and Mayor Pete, although they're closer to the same side than you may think. Uh, Trump did the baller move, went into McDonald's, and told everyone who worked there, I know this menu better than you. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazingly weird dick move <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah like like going into like a bunch of blue collar workers place and be like hey i visit here a lot i know it better than you uh here have a hat like honestly baller move um mayor pete uh my big takeaway from him was uh he said the the uh the train and transportation companies need to stop fighting the government when it comes to regulation yeah, who cares? They don't like if you're that's your fucking job. Dude. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, it's yeah, it's your <laughs> literal. Yeah, it's yeah, they are gonna fight you because we've set up a system to where regulation means having to sacrifice profits, which is the antithesis of capitalism. They don't want to yeah. do that. Like people don't realize that like our current system of capitalism is literally exactly like Ferengi's. Yeah, exactly. Except that's, we we allow thing, women like, to wear funny. clothing. And that's why they put a put a former McKenzie consultant in, in that fucking oh, division. Oh, that's because, right, fucking McKenzie. Because because he, they know they want someone in there who's not going to fight them or or, or enforce any sort of um, um, regulation. He knows that, mm-hmm. and like him just him saying, you know, him saying like, oh, well, it's not me. It's the corporations you got to worry about, you know, and. They're going to do it, but he's not going to do nothing. This is all just like him, just like putting on a show and then yeah. hoping for the news cycle to change and he go back to doing nothing again, which is like what he's been doing for the last, like, what? The one <laughs> Three, thing, two years, two years. Yeah, one thing I will say, though, um, uh, I think I think it actually might have been an... I don't know if it was an accidental or completely purposeful masterclass to put 
uh, Pete Buttigieg in the position of transporta- uh, transportation secretary. I don't know if uh, Joe Brandon was trying to kneecap him or not, but he has completely kneecapped his entire career, I think, at this point. Oh, like, yeah. Between yeah, this happening... Be- between the fucking uh, the airplanes, like they they've been a mess mm-hmm. literally since he got the job. Um, yeah, and since he's Palestine, there's been like what two other like derailments. It's like yeah, and like of course, yeah. I mean, he he's he's just. I mean, yeah, he's he like you know he's like the young upstart who's going to be the next. You know, he's going to be, be gay Obama, and yeah, now he'll be lucky to get. Now he'll be lucky to be even considered for like uh, the twenty twenty four run or anything. I'm I'm I am I am flabbergasted. He got considered for the twenty twenty run. Like yeah, that dude. I mean, he's got a little bit of charisma, I guess. A little, I guess. I don't know. He he's kind of just like an obvious CIA plant to me. Yeah, he is. Like that's why. Like, I mean, he ha- he was voted in at what like um, eight thousand votes and and yeah, South, and, um, South Bend eight or ten thousand or something. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, and that, I think that someone, was that was one election or was it two? I don't know if he's, yeah, he's I mean, even won more than one election. It's wild. I think he's like he's one of the most obvious, like <laughs> like a uh, little like a uh, little, little like a. Uh, CIA freak ever because like mm-hmm. yeah he does not elect him in yeah. a place no one's ever heard about and suddenly he's like this nation nationwide star who you know ran for ran for 2020 yeah and um and then somehow got a position in uh, the in the Department of Transportation with mm-hmm. absolutely zero experience of any kind except for actually just you know fighting fixed bread prices <laughs> you know and just being you know you know, fighting, being a McKinsey consultant where he's going to fucking, you know, actually just be working for the corporations he's supposed to be monitoring. Yeah. And he's, so he's, he's a type of guy, um, the type of guy who I meet every now and again, and I absolutely don't trust. And that's, I mean, not just the type of guy, the type of gay, Uh, he's the type of Mm -hmm. gay who you only ever know that he's gay when he tells you, but he always makes sure to tell you. You know what? I have a theory. What? Not fair. You get me canceled that, but I think he. I think I don't think he's actually gay. Whoa! <laughs> you think he's like an LGBT CIA plant? Yeah, I think I. I think he. I think he. I don't think I think he's actually like asexual. And I mean, he does just, have a very asexual energy to him. Yeah, like he's. I he mean, does. he he gets off for sure, but he like gets off on like. Fucking uh, like five thirty eight <laughs> poles and shit like that. Yeah, but I, I but I do feel like he he's like looking at some sort of chart somewhere with some with some other people. Oh, you know and, what he does? And, you know and, you know what he actually gets off to is he like uh, puts puts Argo on and turns the sound off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like you know he's kind of, you know seeing like all right, well, what if I was gay? Would that how would that affect my chances at presidency? What do you think that's the thing that's a plus now? I mean, like, yeah, we're seeing, lots of, we're seeing lots of favorability in that sector. I think you should go for it. And like, yeah, because right. like, because <laughs> he couldn't go for the brand of white Obama because fucking nobody wants white Obama. No, he, that's like, no, that's he just like, white Obama. Yeah, yeah. And so he couldn't just say he's white Obama. I mean, he could go for asexual Obama, but I think that would turn a lot of people off. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's just like a completely non-sexual entity, right? 
I mean, there's a, yeah, lot, oh of, God, uh, a lot of people online who are thirsty for them. They're like, oh, here's P- Pete Buttigieg in basketball shorts. And I'm like, how are you thirsty over that? Like, you can't see any sort of penis outline or anything. Like, I don't know if the dude has a penis. I think he might just be a you know Ken doll who does fucking politics. You know what really broke, who really broke my heart when he came out and supported Pete? Who's that? Larry David. Larry David uh, that's uh, donated a to his campaign. I mean, he's he's a neo. He's pretty fucking just neoliberal. Is what yeah, I, mean. I know. But it's, it's, it's he, he's so he's sad worth like eight hundred million dollars. What do you expect? Pat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not like a, a moral crusader on any level. No. And like, I mean, yeah, he did. He did pull those uh, the crypto ads last year. Oh yeah, yeah. He did uh, definitely oh, have the crypto. Oh. So I was like, "Fuck, goddamn you, damn you, goddamn you, Larry David." But yeah, I mean, but. I mean, that was all back in 2020. It's still so funny. Like, you know, now three years later, like, he looks like he's aged 20 years and he's just like now, like, the face of just uh, one of the biggest train disasters in American history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I, I think Soul Sister was a bigger train disaster, but this one is pretty mm-hmm. bad too. And plus, well, also, we. Excuse me. So, you, didn't, you didn't laugh at my. Uh, Train the band joke. <laughs> Soul Sister by Train the Band. That was oh. that was a bigger train disaster. I should have should oh, I have said Drops good. of Jupiter? Would that have been would that have made more Yeah, sense? that would have been good. Shit. But I mean also we're not we we don't know like how how the long lasting effect that that pumping all of this hydrochloride into the fucking um into the fucking uh, air and uh, and water is going to be affecting um the long-term health of the residents of, uh, of we, East Palestine, Ohio, and, and the so surrounding we, areas. We, we do know one thing. Um, so far, hmm. uh, biologists have said that at least 46,400 animals have died as a result of this uh, See, that, yeah, and that's just a totally normal thing that happens. Like, yeah, no, yeah, like a- animals die. <laughs> animals die of what's in the water in the air in like normal, healthy places all the time. Yeah, all it's the just time, nature. Yeah. That's how nature works. Yeah, we're going to be seeing, like, like, and plus, who knows how far this is going to carry in the air system, because, you know, just, like, a couple of years ago, you remember how, like, you know, the the, uh, the uh, forest fires in, in um, California mm-hmm. completely saturated uh, 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 Seattle and, um, uh, this is trying to get everything, and fucking uh, um, uh, smoke and everything else, like, that's from mm-hmm. California. Yep. And, like, so these, the chemicals in the air going to gravitate to god knows how many uh how far in the in the end probably cause a lot of birth defects mm-hmm. uh cancer god knows we don't know and and it's, it's kind of scary to think about and and especially like uh the government's response to it which is more or less like pretend everything's fine mm-hmm. and because like i, I think it's very like uh i think like the local mayor like he released a video like the water is fine to drink mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And come to find out that that I think it water was the governor, test, well, wasn't that, it? yeah, like uh, that water test was done by Norfolk. <laughs> it was actually done yeah. by them. So, no, they're they're being completely in a hundred percent, like uh, on the uh, up and up. Well, yeah, you you yeah. let you know if uh, good regulation is done when you let the company just regulate itself and have its own experts yeah. test uh, test for accuracy. Well, clearly in a capitalist system, like, of course, like, you know, there, since, like, you know, the whole, 
the whole basis on capitalism is that there's going that uh there's going to be um a competition. So if they don't do that job good enough, then someone else is going to do it. <laughs> you oh, know, completely yeah. disregarding the idea that you know we have fucking monopolies and it doesn't matter. They they are they are at the top. They are they can't be on be taken down at any time. They can take literally whatever they want. They can just give people fucking thousand dollars and say what and. And, and dust off their hands and say it's fine. Like yeah, they can who, say, who's uh, gonna, "Hey, who's gonna, who's hey, gonna right? Like, hey, here's uh, here's <laughs> here's a check. Uh, suck my dick. Enjoy the cancer. Bye." Yeah, people can't say like, "Well, I think I'll choose another uh, 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 shit, <laughs> like a train company to shit my to yeah. shit my um, to shit my uh, uh, hazardous chemicals." No, it's like you have no say or that. Like they can't be they can't be voted out and of any of the public of the of the free market. Like they're completely untouchable. Yep. Like, that's... and but the people, especially because like the people who we put to, to actually like do that, you know, fucking like Mayor Pete, the piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's he's the one that's supposed to do it, and he's yeah. not doing anything. He refuses. He's just gonna. He's well, all he's doing is going on fucking camera, shrugging his shoulders and being like, mm-hmm. "Can't someone else do it?" Like, yeah. he's like, like that's we, exactly we, we he's need saying. them to stop resisting us. Like, yeah. stop resisting. <laughs> like, fucking. And that, that's what that, that's the thing is these regulators need that. Okay, hear me out here. We just need to switch attitudes in this country. Our cops need to act like our regulators, and our regulators need to act like cops, right? <laughs> so, so, yeah. so our cops need to like roll up on someone and be like, "Hey, I uh, see you might be smoking something there." Well, seems like you can regulate yourself. Have a good day, sir. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can, and with, with corporations, you know, Mayor Pete, this happens, he should, like, roll into the boardroom of, um, like, all the train companies uh, with, you know, like a, a, a fucking nightstick and be like, hey, uh, we need to, hey, we need to regulate you. W- what do you have in your hand? Hey, stop, stop. Stop resisting. Stop resisting. <laughs> stop resisting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, only only if we need we need to really like ha- I mean empower him to do that. Give him the gun, get, or tell him to think of uh, North or Southern as a as a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The government needs to uh, regulate industry like cops regulate dogs. That's, yeah. that, that's the big yeah, takeaway. Like Mayor, Mayor Pete just like fucking strangles the dog. <laughs> Just, just like masturbates over its dead body. It's the only way. That, that's how he comes. That's how he comes killing dogs. That makes more sense. All right, let's move on here to uh, something that's uh, some good news. Actually, we're gonna have some good news here. Actually, good news for you and me. Local oh researchers in Boston have found that men who lift heavy objects may have higher sperm counts. Oh, yeah. So we, well, I don't want. I don't want a high sperm count. Why not? I want babies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just because you have a lot of sperm doesn't mean you have to make babies with it. Oh yeah, I, oh, I guess I can do other things. Yeah, you can do all kinds of things with your sperm. You're not. You're not. Yeah, yeah you're just. You're lacking imagination when it comes to things to do with your sperm. <laughs> like, what, what, what are you talking? What do you do with your sperm? Where it's just going to always make you have a baby. <laughs> I've just been. I've just been thrown in the trash. <laughs> is that what you call her? 
Um, so researchers at Brigham and Women's Hospital found that among couples seeking uh, treatment for infertility, men who frequently lifted or moved heavy objects at work had a 46% higher sperm concentration and 44% higher total sperm count compared to men with less physical jobs. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, I guess I got a lot of sperm. I guess I should do some do more with it. Yeah, do do more sperm stuff, dude. If you need any, <laughs> if you need any pointers, let me know. I've got tons of things to do with your sperm. I should yeah, write a, I should I write a coffee like, table book, like 101 things to do with your sperm. Or I could do sperm, paper really. day type stuff with it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you could have like a calendar, something like that. That'd be cool. I do. I do have that Star Trek calendar. Yeah, sperm of the day. <laughs> sperm. Yeah, just uh, yeah, just try to come in like the little box every single day. Yeah, you know what? I've been taking a Sharpie and I've been marking off the days, mm. and now I could just be like just just crank it in front of the in front of the um, yeah, do a little skeet skeet. Oh yeah, mark off the days that way. Yeah, your new roommate will love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I need a new place to live. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're going to close up with this article. Um, the, the, the headline here, Do not engage, say Santa Cruz police, who warn of the return of Evil Elmo. Evil Elmo? Have you heard about Evil Elmo or Racist Elmo ever? I have not. Yeah, so, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a figure in Santa Cruz, I guess. Um Oh, oh, is, is, is it like a? Is it, it's like a um, unre- uh, uh, unofficial uh, uh, mascot, like dressing up as Elmo or something. So entertaining children. Um, so a man dressed up as the Sesame Street character Cookie Monster is frightening locals and tourists in Santa Cruz so much that the police are asking people to avoid him. So although a cookie monster wandering the Santa Cruz Wharf may uh, seem like a fun photo op, the Santa Cruz Police Department warned do not engage. Police, <laughs> police told uh, this news station several calls have been made to the department about the man, although he has not been arrested or charged with any crimes. Local outlets have reported the man has been seen harassing and shouting at people. A spokesperson from the Santa Cruz Police Department told uh, San Francisco Gate the man is believed to be None other than I'm, I'm not kidding here, Adam Sandler. His name is Adam. <laughs> his name is Adam Sandler of no relation to the actor. That uh, rock. Better known in the Bay Area as Evil Elmo. Oh shit! Because he used to uh, dress up in an Elmo costume, but now he has a Cookie Monster costume. So, quote: We are getting calls from people who say he is creepy based on his history. We advise the public to not engage with this individual. Santa Cruz Police spokesman uh, spokesperson Joyce Blaschk told Cron Four, "Steer clear of him." Sandler then called Dan or Danny Sandler in press coverage, became notorious as a street performer in San Francisco's Fisherman's Wharf in the early 2010s. Local business owners and tourists complained Sandler was making the area feel unsafe. In 2014, he was arrested for allegedly threatening a uh, food vendor, reportedly shouting, I'm going to rip your throat out at her. Um, (laughs) Quote, he goes on rants and raves and accuses people of conspiracy theories. He frightens visitors and locals. Whatever business he's in front of has a horrible day. 
Uh, <laughs> Sandler was also notorious in New York City, where he made the news for allegedly using anti-Semitic slurs while dressed as Elmo in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> he was arrested in 2013 for attempting to extort $2 million from his former employer, the Girl Scouts. Sandler was sentenced to a year in prison. The two female Girl Scouts employees he allegedly harassed were given permanent orders of protection against him. <laughs> Quote, in some of the emails, Mr. Adam Sandler demanded $2 million in cash and threatened to spread the false story that the Girl Scouts regularly arranged sexual encounters between men and its campers if he did not get the money, the New York Times reported. Oh, my God. Uh, that is a complete menace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sandler has also been seen in Los Angeles and Hawaii. Previous media reports uh, his hometown listed as Ashland, Oregon. Although Sandler, Wait, where did he get this money? Where did he get the money to just be like going around and just harass people as Elmo? Uh, I, th- I don't know. I don't know if he's like kind of unhoused. He seems like unwell. Uh, I think he like you know takes pictures with people and people give him money for pictures. It's kind of his mm. thing because you know in, in in places like New York or San Francisco, L.A., they do that kind of dumb shit. Yeah, I'm thinking now. I've maybe seen a video of him before because I remember like there was like some like uh, like. Like people are taking pictures with some like I, th- I think Elmo or something, and they're just like saying words or something. He's being weird. Can't remember if I can't remember what that was, but it was like yeah, one of those like just, uh, street performers or like or uh, street characters. Yeah, super weird. So um, be on the lookout for Cookie Monster or Elmo. If you see a dirty, you know, anyone in a Cookie Monster or Elmo, unless like you're on the set of fucking Sesame Street. If you see a cookie monster or Elmo coming your way, turn the other way. They might be anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, shoot on start. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, I guess that's the end of the show, unless you have any news to report. No, I'm good. Just keep staying cool, everybody. Hell yeah. Uh, well, I've been Captain Britain. And I'm Pat. Hang dong and shocker, everybody. Yeah, hang dong and shocker, y'all. Why so serious?